Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. Arrived, in the found the telephone we have a, electricity a line weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird murder. There are certain crimes that, even if you aren't a true crime buff, you know all about. On June 12, 1994, one of these crimes was committed. It's one that was widely covered and cemented in pop culture history forever. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. O.J. Simpson was a football star and a household name. In 1977, he met Nicole Brown when she was an 18-year-old waitress. The two were married after divorcing his first wife in 1985, and the couple had two children together during their seven-year marriage. Simpson was investigated multiple times for domestic violence, even pleading no contest to spousal abuse in 1989. Nicole filed for divorce in 1992, but the two got back together and the abuse continued. Nicole met Ron Goldman about six weeks before the famous night in June. The two went to nightclubs, coffee dates, and dinners, though they maintained that their relationship was strictly platonic. On the night of June 12th, Goldman went to Nicole's house after she called the restaurant he waited at and told him that her mother had left her sunglasses there. At 12.10 a.m. on June 13th, Nicole Brown was found dead outside her home along with Ron Goldman. Both had been dead for approximately two hours prior to being found, making their date of death June 12th. Nicole had been stabbed seven times in the neck and scalp, and had a gash along her throat that was so deep that her head was almost decapitated. Ron, who was just a few weeks shy of his 26th birthday, was in the fetal position in a pool of blood. One of the only clues at the scene, and what would become the major piece in the trial, was a bloody glove. Detectives went to O.J.'s home to inform him of his ex-wife's death, climbing over the exterior wall to unlock the gate. O.J., who had taken a flight to Chicago late the previous night, was not home. What they did find was a bloody glove that matched the one found at the scene. 
DNA testing would find that the blood on the gloves came from both victims. What happened next after the lawyers and LAPD allowed OJ to turn himself in and be charged for double murder was an infamous car chase with OJ in the backseat of his Bronco with a gun to his head and a left suicide note. The trial had everything from dismissed juries, 911 calls from Nicole over the course of their marriage, and the famous moment of asking OJ to try on the glove found at the scene. After the glove failed to fit, the famous quote, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit, came from his lawyer, Johnny Cochran. Many believe that there are multiple reasons the glove didn't fit, including the dried blood shrinking them, his hands being swollen due to arthritis medication, and that he held his medical glove-covered hand in such a way that it made the glove found at the scene too tight. But OJ was photographed with identical gloves prior to the murder. There was also some who believed that the gloves were planted by the police the night they climbed over the wall of his home. Finally, after a wildly public trial that lasted nine months, O.J. Simpson was acquitted on both counts of murder. An estimated 100 million people worldwide watched or listened to the verdict announcement. In 1997, a civil trial found O.J. liable for the wrongful death of Nicole and Ron and awarded $1.9 million in damages to their families. O.J. later wrote a book called If I Did It, which was a first-person account of how he would have committed the murders if he had committed them. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.